0: let's go to the auburn bank phone line we're going to welcome on a special guest now he's the voice of auburn women's basketball and auburn softball Britt bowen coming to you live from greenville south carolina Britt, the time is greatly appreciated how are you doing my friend
1: hey guys doing well how are y'all doing Doing very well
0: great Uh, auburn women's basketball getting set for an sec tournament here uh, which started today but started without the tigers as they were able to get a first round buy for the first time in quite some time. Britt, talk about as this team started to get healthy down the stretch, how how that changed the dynamic for this team, and, and ultimately led for them uh, to be able to avoid playing on the on the first day of the SEC tournament.
1: Oh, uh, being being healthy was huge. I mean, and that's what you look back at both last year and this year. I, I, I think this team just I mean, they just had a bad a bad hand they had to play with in the first few weeks, and it kind of set them back and. That's what's so frustrating about this year is if you look up and down the schedule in the month of January, you ask the coaching staff, we easily left three or four wins on the schedule. So, you know, of course, in your mind, you're saying, you know, what what could have been. But to their credit, you know, they, they never really used that as an excuse. I mean, they came on and won three in a row for the first time, I think, since like 2015 or something like that. In January, and then they had to scrap some out against Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. But but here's the thing: I and mean, they they took care of business, and they they're they're starting to they're starting to play with confidence. And I know, like this Georgia team, that they're playing on uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Georgia won the first meeting, but but Auburn Auburn left that game frustrated, you know, and you know, and, and feeling like they should have won. And, and you know, earlier in the season, in games where we were short-handed, it, it was it was more frustration because, well, uh, we just don't have it today. Well, now they do have it, and they're trying to figure out how to make all the pieces click. And it's going to be fun to watch, and, and it's going to be fun to see one week later after playing Georgia last week what they can do tomorrow. And, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Uh, Britt, um, year two of Johnny Harris, and um, last last year they were 10-18 and 18 overall this year, 5-13, and 13, so a, a five-game uh, improvement. Just talk about um, what Johnny Harris has has improved just year year to year um, since year one and year two.
1: I, I think top to bottom, right off the bat, is number one is talent and number two is belief. I mean, last year was year one. It was a it was a foundation year, and she had to come in and let everyone know, hey, here's what to expect. And and as as y'all know, and we learned with we learn with Coach Thompson and Auburn baseball. We learned with Bruce and Auburn men's basketball. And Coach Freeze, he's going through the same thing right now with Auburn football. That stuff takes time; it doesn't just happen overnight. And and you're starting to see you're starting to see all of that stuff pay off here in year two. I mean, look at how much more competitive this team was this year in year two versus year one. In addition to the talent that was brought in in this freshman class, and uh, there's still holes to fill. There's there's still a lot of areas to get better. But um, I mean, if, if this team, like I said, going back to the first question that Ryan had if this team is healthy in the month of January, I mean, all you know, Auburn's not a 10 seed in this tournament this weekend we're we're looking upwards of, 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 of a six seed somewhere around there. So it is what it is. Um, you know, like, like I said, they, they, they had to play with a hand that was dealt. But um, I, I think the biggest difference from last year to this year is that sense of belief is, is Johnny last year. I mean, you had to go out and beat Tennessee and Georgia to prove to the kids that, Hey, we can do this. Well, well now it's, this year is just battling back and getting healthy, as, as you guys know. We're without Romy Levy um, for the for the remaining games this season, is uh, she's having to nurse her knee and, and, and get it back to full strength to be ready for next year. So, so we're not a hundred percent going into the tournament, but um, but but still a, a lot better off than where we were in the month of January.
0: And Britt Aisha Kula cool, was again named second team All SEC. Uh, just the other day, talk a little bit about her presence for Auburn and just how the dynamic of someone that has got to carry so much on her shoulders and being one of the top players on the team, one of the one of the veterans on the team, and, and how she's been able to beat defenses despite having a lot of attention on her this year.
1: Yeah, and it's one that it, 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 it's a tribute to her skill set and her mindset, and and AC she, she's she's one of the players we talk about. You know, like not having healthy um, for the most part of this season. Well, now that she's back, you know, she's she's been working on getting herself right mentally. And about two weeks ago, Coach, Coach Harris said that her and Aisha had had a good chat. And ever since that chat, um, Aisha's really turned the corner. You look at what she's doing on the floor and the numbers she's putting up. I mean, I mean, she had twenty the last game against Georgia and, and, and could have had more. I thought, and she had a career high seven assists in that game. So. She's truly the player that opens everything up. Her and Honesty Scott Grayson are equally as valuable on this team, and and you ask the team, they'll tell you. I mean, you you look at the first first games this season. Auburn um, was without Honesty, and then the games Auburn was without Aisha, you, you notice the difference because it's not just their skill set; it, it's that it's that leadership and, and, and the belief that they instill in their team of, along with their abilities and. Um, I tell you, with Auburn and, and Aisha, if Auburn could somehow get past Georgia, you know Auburn didn't have Aisha the first time we played LSU. So um, LSU was a good team, and we went to Baton Rouge and we battled down down low with Angel Reese. So and again, we did it without AC. So if Auburn were to somehow to make it out of the bar and make it into Friday in the quarterfinals, that would be a matchup that, that Angel Reese and LSU has not seen yet. So. Um, That's something I'm excited for. Again, we got We got to take care of business tomorrow, but it's going to be a matchup to watch out
0: for. And again, as you mentioned, Britt, playing Georgia tomorrow. Uh, you mentioned Auburn-Georgia just played at the beginning of last week to a 70-59 game in Athens, but that game was much closer than that for the majority of it. So what will be the keys for Auburn to try and correct things the second time around?
1: Second time around, uh, number one is not turning the basketball over. As Auburn turned it over uh, 18 times, or, or excuse me, yeah, 18 times against Georgia. Each team had 18 turnovers, and Georgia scored 15 points off of those turnovers. Georgia leads the SEC in steals. Auburn is second in the SEC in steals. It's going to be a defensive game tomorrow, and Auburn has got to keep Chloe Chapman off the free throw line. She's one of the best free throw shooters in the SEC, and she hit 12 of 16 for Auburn. Down the stretch, and I'm not sure she missed in the second half against Auburn um, when we played in Athens last week. So take care of the basketball and and, and force Georgia to make their shots. I, I thought we did a bad job defensively, and they broke us down, and, and we bailed them out by allowing them to get to the free throw line and get in the bonus. That's that's where they hurt us down the stretch, and and when we got frustrated with how the game was being called, and it was frustrating, but you got to play through that and. Um, and I will say, though, in talking to the coaches and, and being around the team, um, and I mean this in, in a good competitive way, this team's excited to have Georgia again because they, they left segment Coliseum last Thursday a little frustrated knowing they, they left something on the floor. And, and, and here's something in this league, it's rare you get to see a team twice in a week. And uh, Tigers have a shot at redemption tomorrow. We'll, we'll see what they do with it. Uh, switching over to the softball side of things, I uh, we, we knew coming into this season, and we've known ever since Mickey Dean took over here, that the pitching was going to be fine. Uh, it was just yeah. a matter of getting some offense going to go with that pitching. Goodness gracious, does it feel like Auburn has found some offense with Brie Ellis and some of those other bats? Uh, can you just talk about the turnaround of the offensive side of this softball team that we've seen so far? Well, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's two sides of it. Number one is, is the development of all the returners that we have coming back from last year. I mean, because – Really, aside from losing Kelsey Schmidt to the portal, you didn't lose anybody. So everybody is coming back a year mature. They've been in that game, and, and they, they've had a year under their belt last year. And, and being being in the starting lineup, when you talk of, yeah, Bree Ellis and Lindsay Garcia, but also Carly McCombsy, and looking on down, you get Aspen Godwin back, who is a, a, a key piece. I mean, she, she's the most experienced player on this team. So when you combine all that talent with the development – and then you talk about, oh, we have the addition of Annabelle Weidra. We have the addition of K.K. McCrary and Isis Tresic. Those are three really good bats you're adding to your lineup in addition to getting Michaela Packer back healthy. Um, Auburn this year, is, they have the ability to surprise some people, but it's all about what Coach Dean has been talking with us about um, in our pre- and post-game shows. It's about staying present, not looking ahead, and focused on, the day-to-day, because right now, look, we all know the schedule hasn't been too incredibly challenging up until this point, at least in terms of of last weekend, but here's the thing, it it doesn't matter. Like, you have to go out and beat who's who's, who's between the lines, and they're doing that. They're putting up numbers. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Auburn's got to focus on Auburn and not worry about anything else, and if they continue to do that, they're going to be just fine because, you know, like you – even going back to the mindset of of our hitters this year I mean look at what Brie Ellis did last year and you know she's been asked by the media time and time again like how do you come back from that and and Casey Cooper who I have the privilege of working with Casey's had some great conversations with her about you know like leaving last year and last year and let this year be this year and and Bree to her credit she's been able to do that and um, Brie I mean she, she I'm quoting her I'm paraphrasing here but you know, she said, you know, individual accolades are great, but, you know, team awards and getting to OKC is is a lot cooler, you know, and right. and that's what this team, that's what they're aiming for, and they're, they're in a really good spot to do it.
0: And, of course, as Tom mentioned, what, what Mickey Dean has been known for uh, while at Auburn and before at, at James Masson is the pitching, and, of course, Auburn's yeah. got five straight shutouts working right now, and even the two games before that, they only allowed one run. So everyone knows – about Maddie Penta, but, Britt, they're also starting to get a healthier version of Shelby Lowe, who had been really good at, uh, right. before the injuries last year. And then, as you mentioned, uh, getting some new pitching from Annabelle Weidra, a little bit of Isis Treswick. So talk about the pitchers behind Maddie Penta that are going to be kind of important for kind of stretching out who all can go in these three-game series throughout the year.
1: And that's, and that's going to be huge because how these pitchers develop and, and how Coach Dean – um, decides to use them will be big because, I, like, I, I would be shocked if, if Auburn I, I, expects Maddie Penta to, to to take on the workload that she took on last year. You know, like like she she took on everything last year because Auburn didn't have a choice. Auburn was down um, two pitchers because of injury last year and they pitched through it sometimes, but it didn't always go so well. So Auburn this year with their depth, they got to find a way to manage it and use it. And you start with Annabelle Weizra Annabelle's got the ability to start in SEC games. But also with Annabelle, she gives you that depth. If you need her to come in and move from third or DP to come in and give you some innings in SEC play, she's got the stuff to do. it. Her curveball and her changeup are that good, and we've already seen it this year in non-conference play. And then you talk about Shelby Lowe. Um, From everything I'm hearing right now, it's been a good prognosis from Shelby in terms of how she's feeling. Um, I don't think there's been too much discomfort. Right now, for for the left hander in her junior year, which is great to hear. Um, It'll be interesting to see how that workload continues to improve because this past, uh, I think it was this past Sunday, we saw Shelby get a start and saw her go four innings. That was the longest she's gone in a start this year. That's a great sign for Auburn. And uh, we all remember how good Shelby was her freshman year. And I I think down the stretch, her freshman year, I, I think she was the best freshman pitcher in the SEC. Um, and then you combine her with Penta and Ouija, Oh, and then you get to throw in a pitcher like Isis Trestak, who I, I still think has a little bit more developing to do in, in the circle. But if you can get her going along with Emiroff in, in her development, Auburn's going to be pretty stacked pitching wise. Because it, look, if you if you look in Oklahoma City and you look at the teams that can make a run, you got to have pitching depth. You got to play defense you got to have pitching. Offense will come, but you got to have pitching, and, and and that's what Auburn is working to this year.
0: Talking to Britt Bowen, the voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball here on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. Britt, before we let you go, set up the broadcast details for tomorrow night's game for Auburn women's basketball and, and the path that lays ahead if they are able to advance.
1: Yeah, Ryan, uh, we'll be on the air tomorrow with me and Dr. Larry DeShera, and Of course, Brooks Monroe Childress, a friend of the broadcast. Um, he will be – he will be uh, in the studio for us. We'll be on the air at 4.45 tomorrow. We'll be on uh, FN Talk 93.9 tomorrow. And you can listen to us on AuburnTigers.com, um, also on the Auburn Tigers app. And, uh, again, we would love to have you covered. Starts at 4.45. Tip-off is set for five. It's Auburn in a rematch with Georgia. The winner gets the number two seed of the tournament in the LSU. Same time on Friday. It'll be at 5 o'clock Central, again, on FN Talk and the Auburn Tigers app. Friday afternoon it would be absolutely huge tomorrow for Auburn to get this win and here's the thing guys Auburn can do it Auburn's not going to be favored by a lot of people and I understand why but the Tigers can do it I saw that again when I saw this matchup my own two eyes just last week and Auburn's got to play some polished basketball but they they have the talent they have the coaches to get it done and I'm looking forward to it tomorrow.
0: Britt thank you very much for the time we look forward to listening to you on the broadcast tomorrow night. And, hey, it's March, so let's uh, let's get it going, uh, survive in advance of the mentality, and, and let's get it started the right way tomorrow night.
1: Hey, guys, appreciate the time. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.
0: That is Britt Bowen, the War voice Eagle. of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball, joining us here on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call.